In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I'm your host for this show. And usually on the weekends, you can find me where I have the opportunity to serve as the lead pastor at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn. But also on the weekends, if you happen to find me on the radio, you'll find me here talking about the good news of the gospel. In fact, Good News for the City is one of the only shows here in the Washington metro area on Christian radio where you get to talk to local people about local issues moving the gospel forward or local events you can be a part of to make a difference in the world. And today is just like any of those other times we gather together, we're going to talk about the good news. Now, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know it's not uncommon that we'll start out with a Bible verse. Why? Because it's from the Bible that we get the calling to live out the gospel, making a way. And one of the most powerful verses in the New Testament, maybe you've heard it, maybe you've not, comes from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is what it says. All scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable. I mean, it's good for teaching, for reproof, meaning how to set us right, for correction, how to get us back to right, and for training in righteousness, how to keep us right that the man of God or the woman of God may be completely equipped for every good work. Today on the show, what we're going to do is highlight a ministry called Community Bible Study. It began in 1975 in Bethesda, Maryland, and by the grace and power of the Lord, it has spread all throughout the United States and around the globe. According to the website, Community Bible Study now empowers discipleship in over 75 heart languages in more than 122 countries by offering a community-forming, verse-by-verse study of God's transformative word. There are more than 600,000 people right now, worldwide, studying in community Bible study classes. And if you ask them, the heart of their ministry is reflected in this, that they love seeing what happens in people's lives when they discover God through the study of his word. So together, they explore the Bible and what it tells us about the God who has woven his story throughout history and is present with us right now. And to tell us more about Community Bible Study, we have two ladies here with us on the show. We have Sally Guzard, and we also, we have Diane Elan. Did I pronounce that last name correctly, Diane? Yes, you did. All right. Well, every once in a while, I'll get something wrong. And ladies, (laughs) just thank you both for being on the show. Our listeners know that you wouldn't be on the show if you didn't know something about Community Bible Study. But let me give a little bit of background of both of you, if I can. Diane currently serves as the Associate North American Director for Community Bible Study, shepherding classes in the Northeast subregion of the United States. Uh, She served in leadership with CBS for the past 19 years, but she also has a mechanical engineering degree from the University of Delaware and worked in the corporate world for the Boeing Company and DuPont uh, before, as she would say, becoming a full-time domestic engineer. Sally, 
She currently serves as the zone director of the Baltimore DC Metro Zone, shepherding area directors as they shepherd classes in the Northern Virginia area, in Maryland, and also in Metro DC. She's been part of the community Bible study family for the past 14 years and has spent the past 11 years in differing areas of leadership. She has a master's degree in early childhood special education from George Mason University. She's also worked as a speech therapist, early childhood special education classroom in the public school system for 10 years before the opportunity to have children and then making the decision to stay home and be the primary educator out of her house. So thanks to both of you, you know, Diane, some people listening to this show may have heard the word community Bible study. And many times I think we know words or know programs from a name, but maybe not know a little bit of history and how they came about. So help us a little bit, if you would. Um, Community Bible study was birthed in 1975, as I said, in Bethesda, uh, Tell us some things that we would need to know about maybe the early history and and what makes Community Bible Study unique. Sure, Brian. Great question. Well, Community Bible Study began with a group of women and their children who just really had a desire to learn more about the Word of God and to create a safe environment that helped others do the same. And really, that's still what happens today. It's one Bible study at a time, touching one person at a time. Mm -hmm. Anyone who wants to know why the Bible still matters in their lives and how it relates to them um, can find a home at Community Bible Study. And just like the beginning, um, it's happened in a welcoming and really caring environment. And I think that's our secret sauce. Mm -hmm. We welcome people as they are um, to come and study God's word. You know, I think we live in, in a world where oftentimes people have questions, but they don't know that they can ask them in a sense of safety or feel accepted. And there's something unique about it when you gather together with a group of people and they're engaging in life's difficult, hard questions. And we begin to understand it's okay to ask those questions, but also more importantly, that the Bible still matters. It is a timeless book written by the God of the universe to us. And so I love how you talk about some of these things that help contribute to this sort of widespread growth and the depth of the organization. As you think about yourself, Diane, can you think of anything other than the special sauce? And those of us of a certain age are singing the Big Mac theme in our head whenever we hear special (laughs) sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, sesame seed bun. We're getting no sponsorship from McDonald's for that little plug. But what other things do you think would really help people connect and contributed to sort of this widespread growth? Well, you know, we have a powerful mission statement. It's Mm -hmm. to make disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in our communities through caring, in-depth Bible study available to all. And our ministry takes that caring environment very seriously. We train our leaders to uh, pray for and encourage others to grow spiritually through God's word and to connect to each other so that they can find that loving, supportive environment. And I really do believe it's that safe environment that helps people spiritually grow. Right. Well, I have a unique perspective in this interview. I mentioned at the beginning uh, that usually on a Sunday, you're going to find me at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, but you can find me in Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn lots of days during the week, but specifically on Wednesday right here in our local church that I have a chance to be a part of. We host a group of community Bible study women. And just this last Wednesday, it was great again to to walk around and to watch them sit in groups and discuss, or as they had a special sharing time. Um, But just because I'm on the outside looking in, I don't know that I could necessarily describe really well, because our community Bible studies here, there are groups of just women. 
That isn't the case everywhere throughout every group or all throughout the world. So I don't really sit in on it. What would someone who is who would not have sat in on a community Bible study outside of the obvious feeling welcome and the ability to ask the questions, how would you describe their experience and what would happen in that moment? Well, like you said, it's really just people um, having real conversation and sharing what they learned from studying the Bible. And every gathering has really five essentials. Mm -hmm. We have individual study where people are personally engaging with God in his word and their study questions that help you apply the timeless truths that they find in the Bible. Um, Second, there's an encouraging discussion, and that's when you get into a small group environment and um, you gain additional insights and grow in your confidence in what you see in the word. Um, Our third essential would be effective teaching. And this is where we train our leaders to highlight and illustrate like a central idea in whatever Bible passage was studied for that week and how to apply it in your own um, life circumstance. Um, And then we have an insightful commentary where there are respected theologians who help us understand the passage from a historical and cultural context and maybe present-day application and how it fits in the rest of Scripture. And then our fifth essential would be that caring community. And again, it's just uh, our leaders training, um, trained to really encourage people, pray for them, and uh, make connections with one another. And thanks for sort of describing that for us, for those people who may not have been a part or interested. I particularly, as a type of person that I'm wired to be as a teacher, I love the aspect you put on cultural context. I tell people in our congregation all the time, if the, the first three rules of real estate are location, 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 the first three rules of understanding the Bible are context, context, context. And I think oftentimes, especially in the world who doesn't really have a true understanding of what this sacred book is, there's so much ripped out of context. Yes, uh, And obviously causing some challenges both inside of our local body called the church and outside. Now, that's a typical class that you just talked about. But besides the more typical class, could you sort of tell us about maybe some of the other communities that that CBS might reach through some specialized programs or curriculums or that sort of thing? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, Jesus himself says in Matthew 28 that we're to go to and make disciples of all nations. And so we take that very serious. That's why our mission statement says available to all. So we have Bible studies for all age groups and stages of life from babies to toddlers, teens to young adults, men and women. Um, We hold out God's word um, to adults with special needs. That ministry we call agape, Mm -hmm. which means unconditional love. Um, We have an in-prison and beyond ministry where we go into prisons and jail to reach those incarcerated um, and then help, help them to navigate re-entry when they get released, um, re-entry into society. And so in every unique group of individuals, whether it's um, young or old, boys or girls, men or women, our goal is to introduce them to their creator by exploring the Bible so that they can discover for themselves how much God loves them. And like you said earlier, how his story is woven into everything and that he's still present with them today. Yeah. Now, Sally, we want to hop you into the conversation. You've been patiently listening as Diane and I have been having some good back and forth on the importance of CBS. But for you, you know, the ministry holds reaching the next generation with the truth of Scripture as a guiding principle. Can you tell us, you know, what characterizes uh, community Bible study for children 
and for youth and for young adults, not just for someone who may consider themselves more mature, at least from the age standpoint? Um, yeah, and actually, Diane referred to our secret sauce. I would say, I think another distinctive feature we have is really our children's ministry. You know, we're fortunate in the DMV, there's lots of opportunities for adults to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I do think the way that we teach children the truth of scripture is really unique. And I have a background in education. I've spent time with kids and curriculums. And this is by far my favorite. The kids come in, they learn from the very beginning when they come to CBS that all the stories they hear are from the Bible, that the Bible is God's holy word, and that all the stories are true. And that's echoed throughout the year. Um, a typical preschool morning, the kids would come in, they have a story, a craft, all kinds of creative activities, just tons of fun that always point back to the truth of that story for the day. They're prayed over. They have more typical things mixed in there. Um, But even the littlest babies have a Bible story. They learn to look for Jesus in the Bible. And it's just amazing. Probably one of my favorite pieces of that children's ministry is in the relationship that the teachers establish, not only with the kids, but with the moms. We all know that's a crazy time of life. I mean, that's And just to see teachers out praying over moms and families and kids as they get picked up is really, I think, something that's unique to the study and to CBS. And I love what you're saying here, that you're providing a multi-pronged approach so that, you know, many people who are uh, work from home parents who can break away, maybe if it's a morning session to come, they're like, well, if my children are a certain age, how am I supposed to take care of them while that? The great news is that it's part of the community Bible study program, but this isn't just babysitting. And frankly, all of us who have been parents of young children at some point, we'd be okay with babysitting, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just somebody babysit my kids. But yeah. it's it's more than that. It's, yes. it's, it's on purpose. It is discipleship. It is giving moments where that parent can now go home and have a conversation with that kid and move that conversation forward about the significance of the Bible and their life. And I know as I walk around on Wednesdays and I see some of the kids programs going on and I kind of listen and I'm like, man, that, that's really good. It's a confession. I've gotten at least one good illustration uh, on a Sunday morning from there. So thanks for that. Now, Diane, going back to you, uh, the Washington metro area, you know, if you live around this area and most of our listeners do, it's a pretty obvious thing that we are a melting pot of communities. We are a melting pot of languages. We are a melting pot of cultures. And so that means that there's a whole lot of people who are right here in our area that we're serving, that their heart language isn't English. It's a different language. And so CBS understands that. And I understand that they have some materials and some sort of classroom help that welcome these neighbors to come and study as well. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about that? If someone knows about this or they're hearing it right now, they're like, I English is I'm good, but I'd rather a different language or I have a friend I'd love to invite, but they're not as fluent in English How would Community Bible Study connect there? Sure. You know, we have an international side of our ministry. And when curriculum and materials were developed, we realized that we could leverage that as well in the North America side. So we have an ethnos ministry. And Mm -hmm. as you know, probably in Greek, ethnos means nation. So this is um, an area where we provide in-depth Bible study to those in the North America whom English is not their first language. Either they are a foreign language speaker or they're just non-native 
English speakers. And these participants will experience those same five essentials that I talked about earlier. Um, and we've translated our materials into that foreign language or into an English version that's more suitable for English learners. Mm-hmm. And then the leaders of these groups are either bilingual or English speaking, and they're cu- culturally sensitive, and they're called by God to facilitate in this unique ESL setting. And um, as with Ethnos and all of our ministry opportunities, we just petition the Lord to bring the people who need to learn more about him. And then we pray that leaders and um, laborers will be raised up to serve these people. And we prayerfully ask God to look at the unique communities and ask for his vision Mm -hmm. and then the passion and boldness for us to go after his vision. So now if someone was interested in finding out more about that or any other things, would we send them directly to communitybiblestudy.org? That's where they'd find most of that information. Exactly. Now, Sally, back to you then. If they went to communitybiblestudy.org, is that a place where they could find out more if they're especially a local audience listening about the classes that are in the listening area? Absolutely. And we're fortunate in this area that we have um, 24 classes that mm-hmm. meet in this immediate D.C., Baltimore metro area. So we have a dedicated men's class that meets in the evening. We have a standalone teen class that meets in the McLean area. There's also an online primary junior class that's meeting after school hours for kids who go to school. Um, we have a co-ed class and we have 21 adult day classes, which are primarily women, but you will find some co-ed um, discussion groups within those. So yeah. Lots of opportunities in this area, for sure. Yeah. So definitely go to communitybiblestudy.org to find out more about that. And certainly, would that also be the place if an organization, maybe uh, someone's listening who goes to a local church or maybe a local pastor is listening and they're like, oh, this sounds really interesting. Uh, you know, I would like to know more about what it'd be like to host. Would that be a place where they would go to find out information like that to help facilitate community Bible studies growth throughout the DMV area? Yeah, sure. And, and by the way, if we have any pastors who are looking to host, we would love to hear from them. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. absolutely. And, and if, you know, if you're a pastor looking to host and you want to know what it's like from a pastor's perspective to have the blessing, you can also contact me and I'll give my contact information here at the end of our time together. Now, this is not new information for anyone listening. We've been in the midst of a pandemic for a while. Hopefully we're on the way out of it, but a whole lot changed during the pandemic and we had to use a term that I'm tired of using that everyone uses pivot, so to speak, right? (laughs) What was CBS's approach during that time? And what did you learn that is affecting lasting changes in the way things are structured, Diane? Well, that's a really good question. So like the rest of the world, We knew that we had to respond quickly. Uh, We were in the middle of our ministry year, and we sensed really early on in the pandemic that in order to keep people in the word, that we needed to pivot um, our classes to to a fully online platform, Mm -hmm. something that we had never done before. And fortunately uh, for us, and only by God's grace, we were also preparing for a record-breaking leadership training that was going to happen that April in Colorado Springs. And to prepare for that, we purchased new equipment so that we would have live stream capability. And when the it's pandemic, almost like God knew that was happening, right? Uh, amazing, <laughs> Crazy, right? Isn't yeah. it amazing? He knows yes. what he's doing. He does know what he was doing. So um, because of that, we already had the equipment that allowed us to support online groups as quickly as we did. And by mid-March of 2020, we were hosting our CBS groups 
um, on an online platform. And yes, that ministry year during that pandemic, we saw that these online groups opened up a huge opportunity for people to join us that wouldn't otherwise because of the flexibility. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. still seems to open that doors, right? Because as I walk around on a Wednesday, I know there are groups I see physically meeting, but I see two ladies, one in each one of our prayer rooms here at Christian Fellowship Church, talking to a computer. I'm assuming they're not talking to themselves, right? Exactly. We recognized early on that this door that the Lord flew open for us was not closing. So now online groups are a staple in what we offer in community Bible study and will be going forward. And it really has given opportunity for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to study the word because of timing. Mm -hmm. It's allowed families to study together, friends who live in other states to come together all for the purpose of studying God's word. Yeah. And I would just I was just going to add that it also, um, there have been some opportunities, people who might not have come into a church mm-hmm. to engage in yes. the study are willing to join online and try it out. So that's been a great outreach. You're right. That's an excellent, excellent. observation because I think a lot of us um, have backgrounds wherein we may have a, a predisposition towards church, good yes. or bad, but certainly if it's a bad one, you know, that also flies into this area of having a predisposition towards the Bible. And so having the opportunity to let the truth of the Bible come through. Now, obviously, both of you have dedicated your professional lives and a whole lot of your non-professional lives to community Bible study. Um, Just in a personal note, Sally, what do you love about community Bible study? You know, my running joke was when my friend invited me to CBS, I didn't know it was a women's Bible study. Mm -hmm. And after the first week, I left and I said, I don't even like women. Why did you take me there? (laughs) And here I am years later. And honestly, just that fellowship that Diane mentioned, that intangible thing when uh, believers come together and support each other. I love the diversity in ages, the stages of life, the support. You'll have people in a group that have never opened the Bible versus people that have seminary degrees and just the depth of discussion. So really that relationship piece that I think we're all hungry for. And it was something I really didn't even know that I needed until I had it. And I found it at CBS. I love what you said. I don't even know that I needed it until I had it. My wife just, I love her. She mentions the same thing about Target sometimes. She doesn't know that she <laughs> needed it until she walked in. That's and true about is, Target as well. True about Target. Again, <laughs> yeah. I'm promoting both McDonald's and Target today for our show. But more That's importantly, exactly we're, right. we're talking about the truth of the gospel. Diane, maybe in the last minute or so, Uh, Tell me about you. What is it you that personally you love about community Bible study? Yes, I think simply put, uh, CBS is the vehicle that God used to connect me to his son, Jesus. Mm. I grew up in the church, but I didn't fully understand that I could have a relationship with him. And um, CBS's method of getting um, me in the word just introduced me to his love uh, for me and how he um, is in everything that I do. And then just to echo Sally's word, the community um, has just been amazing to have a group of people around you to support you, pray for you, and encourage you in your spiritual walk has been um, just a huge blessing. And I can speak from experience from talking to other people. You ladies are not alone in the transformative effect that community Bible study has had to people who've stepped in, who have chosen to study the word in community together. And discover that the life-giving scripture of God is still profitable for correction, for reproof, for guidance, for teaching, for today, 
just as much as it was when that section of scripture was penned in Second Timothy almost 2,000 years ago. So ladies, thank you so much for joining the show. If you're listening today and you want to connect a little bit more before we go today, I want to give you some connection points if we can. First off, as I've said already, if you want to find out more about the programs specifically that Community Bible Study offers or the local gatherings for Community Bible Study in the Washington metro area, you can go to communitybiblestudy.org. That's communitybiblestudy.org. If you would like to speak to Sally, she is our Washington Metro uh, connection here, and she'd be the first good point for you, whether you're a pastor looking for a connection for your church or whether or not you're an individual looking for a class, you can email her, sally.grizzard, G-R-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, at communitybiblestudy.org. That's sally.grizzard at communitybiblestudy.org. And of course, if you've enjoyed today's show and you've enjoyed what these ladies have to say about the power of the gospel that is transformed in community gatherings, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com. You can hear about this show again by listening it on podcast, or you can pass it along to a friend. If you'd like to talk to someone at WAVA, you can send an email or a comment at WAVA.com. Or if you want to speak to someone in person, you can call me right here at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn at 703-729-3900. That's 703-729-3900. Ladies, thanks for joining us today for the show. And listeners, as you go throughout your week, remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.